Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hey, hey, Newsbusters listeners, you are listening to the Newsbusters podcast. I'm back. I'm your managing editor, Curtis Alk. And as usual, when I'm here hosting the show, I'm joined by my brother, associate editor, Nick Fondacaro. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well on this Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. It, when it's been this. this this week's been a whirlwind, especially. Yeah, I mean, we're just gonna get right into it. Um, obviously, the Trump indictment. A lot of you guys have seen it, um, unless you've been in a coma. Um, the Trump indictment. The third Trump indictment came out, so now we just have one more to go with Fannie Willis, uh, Fulton County, Georgia, which mm-hmm. could come at any moment. So, yep. Um, and the third one here well. was directly for January sixth. This is what this one's about. Cause Basically, you gotta, yes. You juggle all of these. Basically, charging Trump based on the work done by the January sixth committee, the Pelosi picked committee, mm-hmm. entirely partisan uh, committee. So, like a lot of big stories, Nick. When when something like this breaks, we want to do a time count. We want oh, to figure yeah. out just how much time something is being given. Um, and kind of just render a uh, verdict on this. So our Kevin Tober did the evening newscast last night, uh, and uh, and there goes my pen. Found it about twenty four and a half minutes, twenty four minutes and thirty six seconds on ABC, CBS, and NBC. Almost half of that came from ABC, but that's beside the point. We had another forty six minutes on Wednesday morning. So now we are up to 70 minutes and 41 seconds between the two. Mm-hmm. All of them are within about two minutes of each other. So uh, there's really no difference between them. So they've all contributed about 23-ish minutes um, of, of coverage uh, between the two networks. And so, not surprisingly, they frame this in very hyperbolic terms. You know, George Stephanopoulos says nothing like this has any precedent in American history. Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas said, perhaps the most consequential case in the history of the Justice Department. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I'm pretty sure there might be some others, but go on. You know, and the other thing, Nick, too, I saw is the anti-Trump authors on these networks could barely contain their glee. Jonathan Carl even plugged his second book, his second anti-Trump book, because he's got Mm -hmm. a third one coming out, talking about whining that Jack Smith took so long. What took him so long? Because apparently it should have been open and shut because I detailed all of this in my book. Okay. Well, and, and Robert Costa was the same way. He wrote the last book with uh, Bob Woodward. Trump's faces a legal and political reckoning. Um, I, I mean, there's just a level of glee and hyperbolic language. And again, this is just further proof that, in my opinion, the media are so desperate for Donald Trump. Because, as I said in a segment that's going to air this weekend on One American News... The media want Trump trials. This is why he's being indicted, in part because they will have these trials next summer, Nick. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go full OJ, Simpson, Michael Jackson, Casey Anthony. uh, Except that I don't think there's there's not going to be cameras in these courtrooms. um, Because it's federal Mm -hmm. uh, court. And uh, that's really all they're going to talk about. I mean, hurricanes, 
like if you really have shady stuff you want to do just do it next year or release it next year during the trials <laughs> and you can get away with murder at this point because the media aren't going to really care about yeah. anything else that's going on well one of the things i just want to say to jonathan carl there basically with what you were saying is like oh i had laid all this out in my book it's like sorry john the actual courts are not the court of public opinion where you can just write some stuff and have make somebody dead to rights. Right. Oh, well, if everybody just read my book, you know, we'd be in a better place. Okay, shut up. Want to be Tom Nichols. You know, this trying, is trying the, to drum up sales for the paperback. Right. Sales for the paperback. And he's got a third one coming out soon. Hmm. It's as if these people have a financial incentive to keep Donald Trump around as long as possible. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And I just want to bring it back to like the numbers that we were talking about, like particularly for ABC, like the night that the indictments came down. So Tuesday night, like you pointed out that they alone were half of the network coverage that evening or it was almost half the network coverage. They did almost 12 minutes, 11 minutes and 56 seconds. Their total airtime that they had for news coverage, not not counting commercials and not counting their teases. That but, would be sleazy if we yeah, did that. Yeah. So basically uh, it was. 62 almost 63 percent 62.8 percent of their total airtime was about trump as if nothing else was happening that day and the other ones was there the world news on world news tonight that was always the thing back in 2014 when Muir took over and it was incredibly superficial you'd wonder i'm like does this guy know that like there's another world outside of weather yeah i don't know that's debatable. Yeah. And meanwhile, CBS had five minutes, 17, and NBC had a little over seven. It's like there was uh, there was obviously other things to talk about. The other two networks found the time for it. Meanwhile, ABC was just hyper-focused on this. They brought out their, I, be I believe Dan Abrams was part of their conversation. Yes. The, uh, 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 Pierre Thomas was on set talking about this for a while. Uh, it, the whole thing was just them just trying to, trying to milk it for the, the ratings. Right. And so the reason we do this too you get a big number it's also so you can have a contrast to something else exactly and so that something else is Devin archer coverage oh right remember that that was like ages ago on monday <laughs> ages ago on monday um after i believe a seven second preview on friday uh, one sentence mentioned on nbc's today coverage of the actual hearing on monday night and tuesday morning clocked out at 8 minutes and 32 seconds across the broadcast networks. So again, 8.32 on Devin Archer, but 70.41 on Trump. Now, I don't do math for a living. My brother is a high school math teacher and does. But what I do know is that is many times larger Many times larger. It was like eight times larger. I don't know. I think it's like eight times larger or something like that. I mean, it's huge. Huge. It's huge. Um, Bigly. So, you know, you don't even have to believe that this was coordinated to say that this doesn't look good. And that this is an excuse, a ticket to ride, a ticket to ignore the Biden scandals. To say, oh, these are less serious you know, Hunter Biden, other than these tax and, and gun charges, hasn't been charged with anything. Joe Biden has not been charged with anything, but Donald Trump has. So therefore, we need to talk about this. We understand that there's going to be a lot of coverage on this. We're not saying that the 70 minutes is 
uncalled for or it should be like five minutes. That's not what we're saying here at all. We don't just want to dispel dispel with that notion. We understand yeah. a sitting president or former president of the United States is indicted again, a second time by the feds. Ulysses, what was the other, the only other time a president was indicted? Usually Ulysses S. Grant for like horseback riding or something like that. Something weird, yeah. Yeah, he was speeding on his horse or something. So again. Too much the, horsepower. Yeah, it is historic. <laughs> so anytime the media freak out, you know, they say it's historic. It's not always biased. It's actually probably kind of accurate in some of these cases, especially this one. Kamala Harris obviously becoming the first, you know, female vice president. That's historic, mm-hmm. for example. But what we're saying here is there's not a lack of curiosity here or there's no lack of there's no curiosity at all. And and this is something that I've I said last week on Newsmax and will continue to say all of us will continue to point out Nick is with with Biden coverage it is House Republicans have not proved X they have no evidence for this there's yeah, there's there's no they don't have any concrete evidence about Hunter Biden that he really did anything it, whereas with Trump it's what do we not know what do we still need to figure out so it's a collective effort between prosecutors so the deep state and the news media to further dig into the story and that is fine because yeah there are a lot of unanswered questions who are these co-conspirators in this case who will appear as a witness when is the trial going to happen you know those kinds of things are real questions to ask about this about the trump case but when it comes to biden the onus is entirely on house republicans as if journalists see no reason to do their own legwork yeah, like this is what me and Bill were talking about on Monday, where it's it's basically it, Republicans are the the onus is on them to provide the evidence at the moment that they have a press conference. But Democrats are allowed to come up and say there is like Adam Schiff go on shows and say there are mountains of evidence and is able to get away with saying, oh, for the for the. Uh, the protection of the investigation, we're not going to show it to you. And the media is just like not along. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But they don't give that same benefit to Republicans intentionally because one side they want is, is investigating the guy they want investigated, Trump, and the other yeah. the other ones are investigating the guy that they would they need to protect. Right, because coverage of these House hearings um, or any other sorted allegations from the laptop would require, if you're going to do a real story, comment from Hunter Biden's representative or President Biden. You know, that's why the plea deal falling apart was such a big deal, because the idea that this might actually have to go to trial or that Hunter is not completely, you know, immune from any future prosecution on anything ever uh, is concerning because that means Joe Biden can't just live in the basement anymore, or at least during this campaign, that is. Mm-hmm. Because with all these Trump trials, Joe Biden can live in the basement again. He will not have to would not have to do anything. He would have to say very very little. Mm-hmm. They'll probably have him do even fewer interviews. Because I guess Kamala Harris, you know, if we just keep doing more softball interviews like they they did with Lindsey Davis, where it was like, why are you so unpopular? Are you unpopular because you're black? You know, Americans just don't like you. I mean, really, that's what they might go with. Um, But if you're them, wouldn't you want to hide in the basement? If your candidate, if your opposing candidate was bogged down in trials, 
and members of that person's party were chased around the Capitol by Manu Raju, exclusively being hounded with those sorts of questions. Wouldn't you just want to sit on your hands? I think that's fair to say. However, the wild card is still the economy. I think it's safe to say, barring something completely unforeseen, like, you know, another terror attack or war with China or something, the number one issue for voters a year from now is going to be the economy. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, yeah, especially when we have the gas prices going up again. Like, in the course of last week, the gas prices by my house went up almost a buck. Right. Yeah, gas is almost $4 yeah. in a lot of parts of the D.C. area. Um, and it's obviously a lot higher for a lot of folks out on the left coast. It's, you know, like $5. I bet you our Alex Christie in that instance is excited that he's here and not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, back in his native Washington state. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at right now, where we stand with the coverage totals. Um, and- it, yeah, I was going to say, and that's just, and, and what we were just talking about, that's basically just the numbers of what it is that, of their coverage, not necessarily what the, the stuff that they're saying themselves, because we, we have like a lot of extremely bad hot takes. Right. And I'm yeah. thinking probably what we're going to see, Nick, is if Trump does the choose to appear in person tomorrow on Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, the helicopter uh, access, you know, it's going to be like the white Bronco chase. With OJ. There it is. We see it in the oh, sky. There he is. How is this? Oh, my gosh. He, What's he, that up in the sky? It's a bird. It's he a plane. didn't give a thumbs up. Therefore, Trump must be depressed. He had he had lunch at Subway. It's a sign. Right. Exactly. What, uh, what did the prophet Jack Smith have for breakfast? <laughs> he had Jimmy Dean's sausage links. Yeah. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, wheat toast. Oh, now you're just making me hungry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is uh, I mean, that 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 wow. is definitely going to be like one of the quotes of the year. I mean, that John King, it, well, it's just so j- j- when, his when, entire when, life is going to be defined by this now, like in the eyes of conservatives, we're going to be like, aren't you that guy? Yeah. Subway was a way of Jack Smith sending a message. Our buddy Corey Ingmort, producer for the Vince Colony show. Good friend of ours. Uh, yeah, you post pictures of him getting subs before he goes out on his boat saying, I'm sending a message to Jack Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, but when it comes to, like, the the hot takes for, for, for this indictment, like, it might have to go to uh, a historian, presidential historian, Michael Beschloss. The guy who's, like, constantly leaning in. And out of the camera. And it's not that I don't think he has, like, a Twitch or anything. It's just that, like, he thinks he's one of those boomers that thinks you have to, like, lean into the camera in order for people to, like, hear you and speak and see you. You're like, it's like, dude, you can back up. So you can back up. And he doesn't have, he's constantly nods. Like, his nods are, like, when someone says something, he's, like, furiously nodding his head. The guy had a lot of caffeine before he goes on the shows. So we actually have a, a an audio clip here of Beschloss on Morning Joe this morning, basically trying to compare the seriousness of January 6th to like every negative thing, that every bad event that's ever happened in America. So we got Civil War, Pearl Harbor, and America's 
number one terrorist adversary. Let's take a listen to this. From time to time, America faces threats from monsters who want to destroy our democracy. That happened in 1861 with the Confederacy. Abraham Lincoln and you know Northern soldiers and Northern voters came to our rescue, saved the Union. The same thing happened in 1933. Almost at the last minute, Franklin Roosevelt came to power, saved our economic system. Pearl Harbor, 1941, we were bombed. Our system was very much in danger, our democracy. Many people were getting it up and saying that, you know, the, the democracy had seen its last days. Franklin Roosevelt helped to put a coalition together at the last minute to save democracy and freedom around the world. 9-11, 2001, Osama bin Laden and other terrorists hated our democracy, tried to destroy it. You see where I'm going. What we see in this indictment is that on January 6, 2021, Donald Trump, just like those other threats to American democracy, tried to destroy our system, to take away our rule of law, came very close to doing it. Osama bin Laden, the guy who knocked down two towers, hit the Pentagon, 3,000 Americans dead, equivalent to January 6th. Holy mackerels, Batman. We, we also had a similar take. We don't have a clip of this one for you, but uh, we, there was a similar take on uh, CNN where basically you had uh, uh, Michael Fanone, Fanone. Uh, former DC police officer. He was there on January 6th. He was one of the guys who got beat up, so therefore this guy's a hero. Yeah, like he said, like, like when I first learned of the indictment, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, Ryan Riley, and told him how proud I felt to be an American at that moment, much of the way I did when I learned that our military had killed Osama bin Laden. I just felt incredibly proud. I mean, this guy is just a camera whore. Like, that's just, that's just it, you know. Mike, the left, he is such a perfect encapsulation of how nothing a conservative could do or say will make them... Uh, appetizing in the eyes of the left mm -hmm. you know they say Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6th Mike Pence didn't do what Donald Trump wanted him to do agree or disagree but uh, CNN you know says well Mike Pence is still a coward because I don't know I guess he didn't have Trump cuffed or something he didn't denounce him sooner or something Michael Fanone has gone on TV within the last year or two and said basically suggested that Mike Pence is a sniveling coward he's a complete idiot and I would take a dump on his head. Lovely. And so, CNN has no problem with any of this at all. You know, rhetoric, you know, ooh, rhetoric words is, matter. Blah, blah, blah. Rhetoric's dangerous when it comes from Trump, but rhetoric's not dangerous when it comes from them and their people. Or just respectful. Yeah. Choose civility. That's one of those bumper stickers that you'll see. Like, embrace civility. Choose civility. Shut up. It's, yeah. And he actually had, he doubled down. Uh, when uh, Laura Coates asked him to sort of like clarify and he said Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against the American people and against our republic and I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people okay look dude what happened to you on January 6th was wrong it was horrific you retire you had to retire because of it you're dealing with a lot of things PTSD but I think doing this on the camera is not really good therapy for you. I don't think 
airing your hot takes isn't necessarily good use of your time or anyone else's time because what this is is just rich white liberal wine mom story hour aka deadline white house on msnbc with nicole wallace on steroids Mm -hmm. i mean this is just pure cannon fodder i guess blue meat like red meat to the far left base and see this is the other thing it's, you know, the left is always saying, well, red meat. Donald Trump's throwing red meat. You know, Tucker Carlson throws red meat. Well, what is this? this None of you have a problem with this? It's to, honestly like I like listening to what you were saying. Like it came to mind that this is almost like CNN is like abusing him in a certain way. It's like they know he has like the stuff he's going through and they, they have him on intentionally to have. Well, they know. And yeah. that's the other thing, too, when he's been brought on to talk about other things, because he's technically a CNN law enforcement analyst. The guy doesn't really have a lot to say. Um, whereas, you know, they cut they they ended up, you know, cutting ties or splitting with James Gagliano, mm -hmm. a great guy who has actually been around the block a few times and can provide, you know, uh, law enforcement perspective. This isn't yeah. law enforcement perspective on the part of Michael Fanone. This is pure political hackery. Like it, it takes a lot for even like Laura Coates of CNN to be concerned about yeah, this because like she far left legal correspondent to be like, hey, now she she go, she even says like after he doubles down, she just goes, but are you concerned that statements like that or the rhetoric surrounding what is his role has been is going to cloud people's view of this indictment as a fair process when right. Laura oh, okay. Coates is like tapping the brakes. Okay, okay, so yeah, and that's the thing that on the left people are pointing out that yes, one of the Trump campaign statements compares what's happening to Trump to authoritarian behavior by the Nazis. So you're, in other words, they're saying that you know Donald J. Trump is just like the Jews that were prosecuted by Hitler really ridiculous maybe a bridge probably definitely a bridge too far yeah. uh this however oh i don't know about this oh, it hurts your it's very mealy mouth it's not denounced you know you didn't hear morning joe saying what was michael fanone thinking here you don't hear that we're tapping the brakes for best loss where it's just like and then like mika's probably just sitting there just like but they're okay yeah. letting a guy go full leroy jenkins on this Oh, exactly, exactly. It's it's. It, it they they are the caricature of what they say Fox News is like. Cause like when they when they right. exit right where they they think that. They, they try to paint Fox News in this way where they're just like spouting off stuff like this all day, but from the conservative side, and it's like, guys, you are look look in the mirror. You you are you to, honestly in a lot of ways they probably know they 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 know what they are, and right. they, it, it's part of the the charade of trying right. to say that they're different from Fox News when they they know that, th that this is this is how they act. Yeah, there's actual liberals on Fox News, not whereas there's fake conservatives on CNN and MSNBC, except Scott Jennings, among the like probably dozen official paid commentators between the two networks. One of them is an actual conservative. Uh, when you were away on Monday, Curtis, me and Bill actually listened as part of the podcast was uh, Jennings being like, it's not the Republicans fault that uh, Hunter Biden is a scumbag. I know. Casey Hunt was like, get her a fainting couch. My goodness, please. It's such a great video, like especially his just exclamation about it and his like enthusiasm in saying it. But uh, we do have another video of 
more just dumb takes. This uh, it, it, you're, I'm on the podcast, so I have to talk about the View. Mm-hmm. So this morning, the View had their own comments about the Trump indictment. They're still ignoring Navy Joan Biden and the Hunter Biden baby mama stuff. They're still mm. ignoring that with with Joe finally acknowledging his seventh grandkid. But they do have stuff to say about the indictment. And this show is are people who think they're intellectuals and say profound things when they actually are, <laughs> are not. So I, I have like a bit of a mashup here of like Whoopi, mostly Whoopi, a little bit of Behar and uh, and some uh, Al, uh, some uh, Ellie Honig uh, from CNN sort of shooting them down a little bit mm. uh, on this. Now, you know, we, we sometimes have, we, we chuckle, you see us chuckling our stuff, but really this is really sad. This is, this is a really sad time in this country because I don't think anybody, even the oldest person in this room, can ever remember anything like this ever happening in the United States of America well, because we sent our, our, our grandfathers, went to fight in World War I and World War II, great-grandfathers, to ensure this kind of thing did not happen here. Yeah. Jack Smith, let me tell you just a little bit about him. He is an international war crimes prosecutor, and he is not playing. No. I, w- I heard somebody, and I can't remember who it was, who said, there is, the guy is above reproach. Nobody has a bad word to say about him. His life is about ethics and morality. Can, yeah, we, but, can we just ask Ellie yes. if he thinks that t- Trump will go to jail? Oh, just let yes me, or no? Yeah, uh, no. Sorry, but no. Doesn't mean he won't get convicted. I don't believe he'll go to jail. Certainly not before the election. Curtis, we sent our grandfathers to fight World War II to prevent January 6th. Didn't we just have to deal with this a few years ago with like the Antifa stuff when the memes, you know, yeah, that Antifa, like. Yeah, Antifa is equivalent to the guys. Yeah, from. Uh, the, um, the Cuomo, where you put, yeah, 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 Cuomo point, point, like putting the image up of like D-Day. It's like this was anti-fascist. Like, shut, shut I already thought we dealt with this. Yeah, this is this is not. <laughs> but somebody had to go mess this up. Yeah, this is. Well, not even just mess it up. It's just they, she thinks she's saying profound things, like when when. Then again, well, how she, much you she is that, probably high most of the time. Well, how much you want to bet so, like they're in their handlers gave them talking points and they just, you know, might go over it beforehand. They're like, oh, oh amazing. The, this is going to be no, so good. No, this, uh, Curtis, this is actually straight from them directly because they make a point of every show to starting every show by noting our writers aren't here. They're on strike. We're going to stumble through and read our own note cards. So they right. write their own stuff. Now. All right. So, yeah, Joy Behar must have been in her dressing room being like. Oh man, this is some profound take. Yeah, when she's just no like one has ever like, thought of this before or said this before, but I'm gonna say Jack it anyway. Smith is above reproach. Uh, Nobody's allowed to have any bad opinions about the people we like. Yeah, it's complete hypocrisy. You don't like who we like. You're a terrorist. You're terrible. You're an authoritarian. You know that's where you. That's how you get the Paul Reichoff thing from last week, where he tried to say that. uh we need a new Patriot Act, except against right-wingers. So the other thing I think we want to touch on before we jet mm-hmm. is the border. We're still talking about the border. We got we got brand new numbers. These brand new numbers, which, by the way, our Bill D'Agostino put out a study um, last week about this. Um, 
kind of filling in the gaps uh, from October 2022 through now. Um, we had 254 minutes on the border, but less than 15% discussed the issues posed by the massive influx of illegal immigrants, um, and only 1.9% on illegal substances being smuggled into the country. The rest of that time, a lot of that time was then about the plight of illegal immigrants, it's about, mm -hmm. about how we should uh, feel bad for them. Um, mm -hmm. And they don't use the word illegal immigration, illegal immigrant, illegal alien. The new term is asylum seeker. Asylum seekers, you know, you to immigrants, to migrants, to I, asylum seekers. It's kind of like uh, we don't do global warming anymore. We do climate change. It's I, the words once, you know, that phrase, catchphrase is exposed or is deemed inefficient. They come up with a new one. I, I vented to you this morning when I came in where we're... we're like, I hate that they use the term asylum seeker because, like, that's the asylum process is different than the immigration process. And it's being it, abused. It, it, yeah, it, it's being abused. So, like, the asylum process is for people who are the t the political targets, the, like, actually oppressed as a minority with by your government in your home country. You need to have documented evidence that the government is like specifically targeting you as an individual you and your family to be granted asylum and a very 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 small fraction i think it's like maybe single digit fraction uh like a percentage fraction of the people who apply for asylum actually get asylum it's because it's a very specific program it's supposed to be like for like defectors and right. whatnot and like they're they're flooding in, claiming they're being asylum seekers, which which is why this process takes so long because it's a different process than like just the immigration system, and the media constantly calling them asylum seekers is what helps them. One one they're getting lied to by the the people who are trafficking them, being like go there and say that you're an asylum seeker, but then like the media sort of doubling down and like using like calling them asylum seekers is is sort of backing up this notion that they can use the asylum process. When, right, it's, so, when it's just the immigration process. So we had Bowie. So then we've had Bowie Gate. Yep. Uh, it's racist to want to defend your border, even if it's a river. Women are losing their babies because of buoys, barbed wire buoys. They, 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 they say all these people are dying and drowning, but we're not seeing the number. Uh, like they, they say it happens, but they're not providing any sort of statistics for it. It's so frustrating. So yeah. uh, today, ABC's Good Morning America had a piece out about the border slash New mm -hmm. York City's migrant situation. Mm -hmm. The flooding of illegal immigrants taking over hotels and the like. The sanctuary New city of New York. Oh, no. Yeah. They're, they're being overran with the people they're asking to come here to defend. Right. <laughs> I know. So you looked into that, and that was definitely the irony for me as well with that. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, no, what are we going to do with all these people? Yeah. So basically what's going on is... Like they do all that, they have the sob story, but at the same time, we had border numbers come out yesterday, where you have the Washington Post pointing out that July uh, had a massive increase. Like here's here's the uh, uh, here's their headline basically: border arrests surged in July, a blow to Biden migration Whoa. plan. Whoa. Like and they and they point out the U.S. agents made more than a hundred and thirty thousand arrests along the Mexico border last month. Uh, preliminary figures show up from ni uh, 99,545 in June. 
So you had ABC's Stephanie Ramos saying almost the exact opposite. Unlawful entries along the southern border have decreased 70% from the pre-record highs since the end of Title 42. What she doesn't mention in this is that there is a general decrease in border crossings during the summer because it's extremely hot, extremely dangerous. People come when right. it's cooler. They, every, On end of Title they, 42, they too. So, Ex yeah. Exactly. That was another thing because you had the people massing there on while Title 42, Title 42 was in place. Getting tongue-tied. And then there were, you had that massive increase. So you had a, like a few months worth of people sort of backed up and then they all came at once. So it's that amount is just an outlier in general. But now we're seeing a spike during a time when it's historically supposed to be lower because of how dangerous it is. And that's what ABC is sort of hiding from their their viewers. Right. So it's just pure disinformation. Um, and, and the point about that is, as you were talking, I was thinking here again, another Biden scandal. It's not a Biden family scandal. This is just a Biden scandal. Yeah, or that they have an excuse now to not talk about because most of their first half hour, when most people tune in and when most of their hard news is covered, is dedicated to the third indictment of Donald Trump. And again, I'm not saying that there should be zero seconds or something. We shouldn't talk about this or there should just be a news brief of 30 seconds. But when you get to a situation where the Today Show, you know, is going like nine minutes in their first uh, or 13 minutes in its first half hour. Usually a lot of these networks go for 17 or 18 minutes before a local weather check. ABC uh, doing nine and a half minutes and CBS doing eight and a half minutes. So spending more than half of their A block on Trump and not able to talk about the border or really anything else. It's awfully convenient. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's an excuse. You don't have to say there's a conspiracy afoot. Just when something happens, you can take the Ron Emanuel route of saying never let a crisis go to waste. And by not letting it go to waste, we mean using it to cover up Biden scandals. <laughs> the networks came through on the credit ratings being down, being downgraded. Um, ABC and CBS didn't cover it last night in favor of Trump coverage. Our Kevin Tober wrote about that. Uh, Good Morning America then did have a full segment on ABC and CBS had a brief as well. So that did come up as well. But there again, that's another thing that's, that would be a negative headline for the administration that because of a Trump indictment, they just can be like, oh, and, oh we don't have time. We don't have time. And, and the big problem is it's like the Trump indictment is the thing that they want to focus on. It's their little pet story. Yes, it's a big deal, like we were saying again. But the credit rating thing affects all Americans because that sort of thing is going to hurt people who have who uh, have like loans and right and and subject to like lines of credit and stuff like that. That hurts everyday Americans. Right. Well, and they point out that uh, Rebecca Jarvis on ABC and I think probably a few others pointed out that. Uh, this means it's harder for the U.S. to borrow money, not yeah. just people, the U.S. to borrow money. Um, so that's not good either. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot going on here. Uh, we got Trump. We got the border. Who knows what may be coming around by Friday? Um, 
you know. But we'll be back here on Friday with some special guests. Your special guests, you've probably been reading their stuff for the last few months this summer. Yes, the Tim Graham approved uh, <laughs> chat with our interns. So stay tuned for that coming up on Friday's show. Uh, but until then, you can find the news anytime by following us on Twitter, following the MRC at the MRC and at Newsbusters. For Nick Bonacaro, I'm Curtis Houck. Check us out at Newsbusters again. Once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.